Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now from Miami Beach, it's Dr. Sharon. Dr. Sharon, you are the burnout coach. You're found on the web at drsharongrossman.com. That's drsharongrossman.com. Dr. Sharon, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here and talk to you. Well, you got here just in time because we have listeners and our listeners, Dr. Sharon, are dealing with a little burnout. I'm hoping you can help us. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. All right, good deal. So um, so first off, maybe just talk about, you know, why folks, I mean, this seems like kind of a, you know, kind of a, a, a kind of a very elementary question, but but indulge us, please. Why do people get burnt out? Yeah, and it's a great question because there's a lot of misconceptions about burnout. So I always like to help people kind of see what's actually happening behind the scenes. So usually when people come to me, it's because they see their circumstances as the culprit. They'll say, it's my industry, it's my job, it's my boss. You know, there's all these things out there. And sometimes that is true because, you know, if you look at it, Josh, anybody who was expected to do way, way, way more than they can in the time with the, and with the energy that they have, that's a formula for burnout, right? But I think also there's a lot that we bring to the table in terms of how we perceive our situation. And it's super interesting. I was just reading this article because somebody told me, I work with a lot of physicians. Someone told me that anesthesiologists are like the biggest, have the biggest burnout of all doctors. Wow. And, yeah. And they did this research study and what they were pointing to was these factors that lead them to burnout were like that they perceive, you know, this and that about their, their job. So, and that's essentially what I'm seeing a lot is people perceive either the demands to exceed their resources, that, um, their boss doesn't appreciate them, that there's, you know, there's like some sort of idea that you have that, you know, I can't handle it. It's too much for me. I'm not good at it. And then we have all our own quirks that come into the mix, things like imposter syndrome and perfectionism that is really an internal struggle that we have. And we bring that to every job that we go to. So the solution isn't necessarily to say, this isn't working. I need to quit my job and I need to go somewhere else. And that's often where people are at because they're like, I, I'm trying everything and nothing's working. My performance has declined. I don't know what to do. The solution must be to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I've had clients who have done that. And then they still show up to work with me because, you know, it's still not working after the third and the fourth job. And so yeah. what I, what I always tell people is first work on yourself. And if that doesn't solve the problem, then we can talk about maybe changing your job or your career but so much of the time, it is really our mindset that's contributing to the issue. 
Yeah, it's, you know, if, if you keep, it's like in relationships, right? You keep seeing these same patterns emerge in relationships. At some point, you know, you, you might want to say, well, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, am, am I uh, helping to create this or or not, you know? And and so, um, but, but there are really situations where, let's say, for example, you know, folks that are working in within the healthcare industry, it's a yes. tough time. I mean, if you're 100%. a frontline nurse in the ICU, I mean, it's been rough um, and we're not superhuman, so um, I so I guess talk about, you know, healthy boundary setting as well in terms of, you know, being realistic about what our capabilities are and honoring that. Yeah, well, I think it's important for everybody to really be aware of your energy level. One thing that I'll say is burnout is as much mindset oriented as it is energy management. Mm. And the reason I say that is because one of the main symptoms of burnout is fatigue, is mental exhaustion as well. So if you're not managing your energy well, you will burn out. And so it's important for you to see, like, what are the things that I need to do and how do I manage my energy? And so one of the things that I actually teach is not just in terms of like, you know, we talk a lot about how to calm down and how to revive our energy, but also how to maintain your energy. And a really important thing in terms of self-awareness is to start to really pay attention to how much energy do I have and what can I do in this moment, given the energy levels that I have to play with, right? So if I have very low energy, this is not the time for me to sit down and do like a task that requires a lot of focus. If I have a lot of energy, this is not of uh, this is not the time to write a simple email. Like we have to be really strategic about when we do different tasks. So we have to kind of put them in different buckets and, you know, then use our energy levels appropriately. And then we also have to know that when we are starting to get depleted, it's time to start to recharge. And a nice analogy, Josh, that I like to use is think of yourself as your cell phone, because everybody has one and we all think in that way. So when you have your cell phone and you pull it up and you're like, oh, I have, you know, 10% on my battery. What do you do? You plug it in. That's right. You plug it in, right? And we don't even think twice. And so I want people to start to think about themselves as if you have that same sort of battery. And so you can always start by asking yourself, what is my percent charge right now? And based on that, you'll know what you need to do. It's a way to kind of tap into what's happening internally. So if you're at 10%, then you need to recharge. And then the question is, what does that look like for you? Cause it's different for everybody. So for some people it's, I need to take a nap for other people. It's, I need to take a walk. Other people it's I need to meditate. I need to drink some water, whatever. Right. And, um, if you're at 80%, then you could probably do your work and not have to worry about it. So it's really just about tuning into your energy levels throughout the day and figuring out what do I need to do? And then you were talking about boundaries. That's also really important because, you know, a lot of these organizations that people work for these days, they're seeing people drop out left and right because yeah. of burnout. 
out. And then instead of hiring new people, they're taking the pool of people that they have. And they're like, now you're going to do the job of two or three people, right. which is a total <laughs> recipe for even more burnout, oh, right? So it's, it's a very downward spiral. <laughs> very short-sighted. So you need to be able to know what you're capable of and put your foot down and definitely take care of yourself because they're interested in their bottom line. They're not interested in how you're doing the majority of the time, right? I mean, depending on who you work for, but like that's corporate America. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to be able to advocate for yourself. And the best way to start that process is to first tune into like, what are your needs and where are you right now? Yeah. What if the person that we're talking about is the CEO and they don't have anybody that they can go to to say to advocate for themselves other than maybe customers, but um, you know, they, they feel like perhaps their back is against the wall. They're like, I have to show up. I don't want to. I'm exhausted. Right. But if I don't show up, then I don't make any money. And if yeah. I don't make any money, then there's really bad. Then I'm really going to be stressed out. So I don't think it's so black and white. And I've worked with a lot of CEOs and executives. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you that there's a lot of misinformed thinking when it comes Mm -hmm. to this stuff, because as like in the example that you shared, it's like somebody's thinking about it. Like I either show up or I don't show up. And it's really not like that, you know, and a lot of what's happening is people are feeling very anxious because they have these stories in their head of like all the worst possible scenarios coming true. And I've had people that I've worked with that were in very high positions that even if they were in that position for over a dozen years, they still felt that they were going to get canned at the end of the day or that they were going to lose their business. And I think it's really about knowing how to work smarter, not harder, and that you can hire people to do certain things and take things off your plate. You can have systems in place, Josh, like we were talking about before, where, you know, you're not having to do everything. So I think if you're doing too much, you're probably doing it wrong. There's probably more that you can do to really release some of that either mentally from your mind or like physically from your plate where other people are taking things on. And I think like a lot of times CEOs get stuck in that exact paradigm because they have that perfectionistic tendency and they don't trust other people to do as good a job for them. And so they feel like they have to do it all themselves. So, you know, there's different reasons why people burn out and Mm. it doesn't matter if you're the CEO, if you're an executive, or if you're just like an employee of any sort, I think we're all dealing with the same thing. It's all like dealing with our mind and dealing with our energy management. And if you're not doing those two things, you really are at risk. Yeah. Um, Dr. Sharon, um, for um, folks that work in sales in particular. And again, um, you know, and I like this, I like the analogy you gave. So I know that one thing that I will do, right, is if I look at the list of things that I need to do and I say, well, you know, I have to record all these videos for these customers, that sort of thing. That's kind of emotionally taxing for me. I'm not quite ready to do that. So I will do that, but I'm going to be doing something that's a little bit, maybe writing an email is not nearly as emotionally taxing. So like, I I like this idea of getting clarity over our task and which things are like, well, you know, I really need to be kind of a seven or eight in order to do that. I'll do that. Let me 
take a walk around the block, walk my doggy, you know, take a break, you know, uh, I don't know. Are there any other uh, immediate quick fixes? Uh, however, uh, when we just have to, like, look, I can't leave until I get this done and da, 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 da. I have to do this right now. How can I charge myself back up? What are some of those great coping uh, uh, tools that we can use? Well, I think the first part of my response to you is you first, you know, it's not like you're going to come in and do it all wrong and then figure out how to recharge. I think you want to start off with first knowing when do you work the best? Like some people are real morning people and they have the most ability to be focused for if they need to sit down and work on writing or any sort of a task that takes a lot of mental focus, they can sit down for two hours in the morning and other people are night owls and they work best at night. So everybody has to know like, what is your circadian rhythm? What is your like best time of day to get stuff done? You start with that. And so if you know all the things that you need to get done in a day, which requires a lot of planning, right, and not being so reactive, then what you do is you plan to take, if if you're a morning person, you're going to work on that project that's going to require the most mental focus in the morning. And you're going to schedule all those little tasks. If you know, like a lot of people will eat lunch and then their energy kind of drops. And it's especially if you're eating like a lot of carbs, but also because like you've just spent the whole morning focusing and now like you have less energy. That's where people are like reaching for the sugar and the coffee and all the things to kind of perk themselves back up. (laughs) So I would say rather than, okay, I have to get it done and I can't go home. And then what it, what it requires of you is to work longer hours. And instead, Instead of getting it done in a half hour, now it's taking you an hour and a half to do the same task, Right. really strategic and do it when you know you have the most energy. But to your point, there are still things that you could do to boost your energy. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, things like, and again, it's going to differ for everybody, but you have to ground yourself. And I think we spend a lot of time indoors. We wear plastic shoes, you know, we're disconnected from the earth. So I would say, take your shoes off. I would say, go outside, go for a walk, breathe some fresh air, keep yourself hydrated, you know, and then take breaks throughout the day. So, you know, I think one of the things that also gets in the way for people in getting their work done is they're so distracted You know, we have constant emails and text messages and social media, and then people are calling you and they want to talk to you and they're just stopping by your desk or whatever the case may be. Or if you're working from home, you have a dog, you have a baby, you have people knocking on the door, bringing deliveries, like all these things are happening. You have to be super disciplined to focus. So like if you have that two hour period in the morning where you have the most energy, do not let anything get in the way of that time. Don't break your concentration so that you can get the stuff done. And then you're good for the day. Like if you, if all you did after that was have lunch and do some emails in the afternoon, you could probably call that a day. Whereas if you're not super focused, if you're, if you're constantly being distracted, if you're doing your work in the wrong time of day, it's going to take you a lot longer. You're going to end up working more hours and having less to show for all your efforts. And that's where people's 
um, confidence starts to become affected because they see their performance declining. They have less energy. When they have less energy, they're less able to focus. It's this whole cycle, Josh, that happens when we're burned out and it kind of feeds on itself. So if people are in that position, they really need to take a look at what they're doing and whether it's working, what they can do to really optimize their circumstances and the way that they're showing up for work. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sharon, I would imagine, I, I, you know, I was kind of joking as soon as we popped on, I'm like, I bet you're really busy uh, because there are a lot of folks, not just, I, I hear this, not just from individuals, but I hear this a lot from leaders. Like yes. burnout is impacting our organization, our productivity, our sales. Like it, it is just, it's draining us right now. Um, as leaders, how can we, be more sensitive to this? How could, well, obviously we just want to reduce, we want to, we want, I don't want to create a culture where, you know, I, I instill this belief that, oh, everybody on our whole team is all burnt out. We all, you know, we're all terrible. So I don't necessarily want to do, but I, I want to make sure that my team feels rewarded. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not asking uh, for some for something from someone and I'm being unreasonable as a leader, you know, what what are some great questions that we could ask that might, you know, be most effective? I think one of the most important and impactful questions is really like finding out what people are passionate about, because when people are working yeah. in their passion, it doesn't matter how long you work, you end up being able to sustain your energy for a lot longer. So if you're not working in something that you're excited about, that you enjoy, that you're good at, that you're passionate about, then you're probably focusing on something that somebody else can do. And I would say this is so, so true also for CEOs, like we were talking about earlier. Like if you're running a business, what's the part of the business that only you can do that you're really passionate about and everything else can get delegated, right? Like other people can do like the marketing or the sales or whatever. Like you maybe need to focus in on the vision and how to create the workforce. I think the same thing goes for leaders. When you're leading a team is you have to find out what all the people on your team are really good at, are really excited about. And, you know, then you can say, okay, well, there's all these different components that need to happen. And maybe like the components that Joe is interested in, uh, Maria isn't interested in, and I can like, you know, give them different kinds of tasks and they're each tapping into their strengths and into their passions. And it's not to say that we never do something that we're not passionate about. Like we, we all have to be able to do things that we're not necessarily excited about. But if it's more of an 80-20 where I'm spending the majority of my time doing the things that really make a difference in my mind that are really associated with my values, with my strengths, then I'm much better off than if it was flipped around and 80% of the time I'm doing the thing that I hate to do, right? So those, those are like really great places to start is just figuring out where everybody fits in. And then the other thing is, I mean, you got to be realistic. Like I said, if you're having people burn out left and right, and instead of addressing burnout at your workplace, you're expecting your team to now fill in the gaps and do the work of multiple people. That's not 
good leadership, right? So yeah. I would want to find out if that was me, I would want to find out why did everybody burn out in the first place and what can we do to make it better? And there's no better way to figure that out than asking your individual team members because they will tell you. They will tell you what they want more of, what they want less of. And it doesn't mean that they get everything on their list, but it gives you a really good sense. Where is their consensus? Where do I hear this over and over again? What are most people saying? And, you know, way back before COVID, Josh, most people said, I want to be able to work from home. Right? <laughs> Isn't that so true? Your wish has been granted. <laughs> Your wish has been granted. And then what happened as soon as people started working from home is like, I can't wait to get back in the office. I got to get out of my house. I have hey, you know, cabin fever yeah. and all this stuff. So I think um, we sometimes don't even know what we need, but, um, and, and we don't want to be extreme and things. So maybe like the best thing is having a hybrid model where you work from home some of the time and then other times you come to the office. And that seems to work for a lot of people because they, they like that flexibility. So I think it's an ongoing conversation that needs to happen in your organization so that you can really assess what are people's individuals needs and desires and where do they really uh, do the best kind of work? Because ultimately that's what you care about. You want to find out how do I get the most work in the least amount of time that takes the least amount of effort from my folks. And if we can do that, then we're doing it really smart. Dr. Sharon, your book is called The 7E Solution to Burnout. And you can find that, uh, Dr. Sharon, at your website, coaching. Well, no, 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 no. It's drsharongrossman.com. So drsharongrossman.com. And, and you have a few other things. You've got a webinar. You've got a quiz. You've got some other great resources. Uh, if you are feeling exhausted, if you're feeling burnt out, even if you're, you have been and, and you want to become, I believe, more sensitive, more resilient. Uh, and, you know, um, you know, just make sure that we don't get to those bad levels of burnout, right? Because we all deal, we all have the stress cycle and everything. But um, Dr. Sharon, at your website, um, what would you recommend people kind of, what, what, what would you recommend they do when they're there? Well, it really has a variety of things. The book is really to, if you want to coach yourself, because it's a book and a workbook in one. Mm -hmm. So that's a great resource for people who are just kind of, well, I don't know if I need coaching, but maybe I could just like figure this out on my own. I want to learn a little bit more about this. I want to have some of the skills that are going to help me like emotional intelligence and things like that. Then that would be a great place to start. If you want more kind of hand-holding through the process, more accountability, more kind of community to help you through this, then that's something that, you know, we work together to do. And so I encourage people to uh, book a call and find out like how how we could work together and whether it makes sense for you. And I have a link on my website for that, or you can go to bookachatwithsharon.com and that takes you right to my calendar. I love it, Dr. Sharon. Thank you so much. Again, your website, drsharongrossman.com. Thanks, Dr. Sharon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.